the Sodom and Gomorrah piece, right, is a great segue into really our our, our last um, pieces here, uh, which which we still got a little chunk to go, um, but certainly we have to really touch on homosexuality in, in its depth, okay, and in what the Bible really speaks each time. We 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 did have some verses earlier, but it's important to drive this home. Now, why? It's not again. We're talking about sex, so we have to cover this. Have to. We're talking about marriage. We have to. You're kidding yourself if you don't think of it. Right. In in the world today, as we said, they're normalizing this. Okay. Uh, there's nothing normal about homosexuality. That if you would take the homosexuals as a people, put them on an island, they'll be dead within a set amount of time because they cannot reproduce. Um, not that that's the only purpose, but nonetheless, they cannot. Um, and if you're an evolutionist, how can you be a homosexual? On top of that, it doesn't even make any sense because your own race would cancel out itself, and then that's that. It makes no sense. How divided itself against itself cannot fall or cannot uh, cannot stand um so the bible is very clear um that it's an abomination again it's the act not the person so if you're out there listening you are homosexual you know someone else understand that i have uh in my own family uh you know a uh, homosexual like a cousin i had an uncle that died uh that had hiv uh loved my uncle to death man he was he was a great guy loved to make you laugh uh but you know he knew where i stood and i and i knew about his lifestyle but he did never brought it about before me and and made it a part he he respected that mm-hmm. and so on and he never asked me to cross my uh, spiritual or moral bounds uh, boundaries with that and and I appreciated that and uh you know my cousin same thing I sit down like we can chat about a million things they know where I stand and at the end of the day I pray that one day they they turn from that um I really do but uh, nonetheless in Leviticus 18:22 through 30 uh, this is a long strip, but it's important to understand with how Lord feels about these things. So thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It's an abomination. There it is. Very plain, very straightforward. So if you think the Bible doesn't talk about it or doesn't say anything, there it is. Neither shalt thou, so we're going to even cover some bestiality here a little bit. Neither shalt thou lie with any beast to defile thyself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down there to it is confusion. So mind you, the Bible's even covering really deep, crazy pornography where women are having sex with animals, horses, whatever. And yes, people, that's out there. And, and people pay to watch this stuff. It's terrible. But um, in verse 24, defile not ye yourselves in any of these things. For in all these, the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you, and the land is defiled. Therefore, I do visit the iniquity thereupon, and the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. For all these abominations have the men of the land done, uh, which were before you, and the land is defiled. That the land spew, spew not you out also, when ye defile it, as it spewed out nations before you. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them shall be cut off, from among their people. Therefore shall ye keep mine ordinance, that ye commit not any one of these abominable customs which were committed before you, that ye defile not yourselves therein. I am the Lord your God. So as we read that, it's pretty straightforward. The Lord it is referred to, the act of that is referred to an abomination multiple, multiple, multiple times. There's nothing else that I get in and out of that. What really interested me was... Uh for whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them shall be cut off from among their people. Well, it, and that's just it. When you when you see what's going on, 
with that whole movement right now. And, and I don't, um, actually, I think I have a hearing coming up in the other verses, but you know, the movement you're seeing today started, by the way, when I was a kid, okay, we'd watch movies, a gay person in a movie was usually a very distant character. If they were in a movie, they had maybe a 30 second part in the movie and there was no homosexual activity going on. It was just, you, you could tell that was the part they played and it was very discreet. And I remember my father saying, you know, look at you, they're trying to do. They're going to start trying to normalize this. And you're going to see this. They're going to keep putting it in. And as I grew up, I seen it come into movies and TV shows more and more in roles that made no sense. Weren't, didn't even make part of the, the, the film plot. any more important or the plot. It was just to condition you with seeing this so that over time, eventually you think it's normal and it's okay. And then now, now you need to support it. Yep. Um, and so I did actually get to see that come to pass in my lifetime, which is uh, quite interesting. And again, I'll reiterate, it's the act that's an abomination of the person. That sets it home for me, that it's the act Hate the sin, not the person. It's the act that is the abomination, and you cannot. We're all sinners. You cannot look down on them. You must help them find the light and, and, and come. And, to them. and being Christian, and before you get into the the next piece here, you know, being a Christian, it's important. Be where Christ followers follow Christ. What did what did Christ do in in similar situations? And you think about the woman who was going to be stoned to death for oh, adultery. It's such right? a good story. It is a great. It's a great one. And here. Her accusers, by law, could have stoned her to death. Jesus could have picked up a stone and joined in and stoned her to death. And in those moments, essentially, with just pointed questions and thinking, you know, in, in synopsis, hypocrisy. yeah, the hypocrisy, like, well, with you without sin, cast the first stone. Who is you is worthy enough to take her life from her for her sin? You go ahead and cast the first stone. Eventually, they all left. And he says, woman, where is your accuser? She says, they have gone. And he says, well, I, I, I'm, I'm not damning you either, but go and sin no more. So what did he say? He did not approve of her sin. He did not have a parade for her sin. Mm -hmm. You know, none of the above. He said, go and sin no more. Here's so your he, second chance. Yeah, here's your sin. But he, he showed his love and compassion mm -hmm. in that moment where he did not join in with all the other persons throwing rocks. So if you're a Christian today and you're throwing rocks at people, you're doing wrong by God all day long. Withhold your stones and realize you've got your own sin to deal with. Certainly, you know, we've, you talk about the beam and the moat versus, you know, you have a beam in your eye. Don't worry about the moat in thy brother's eye, but cast the beam out in your own eye first. Mm -hmm. um, and you will always have sin to deal with as we'll, we'll cover there too. I, I, that's amazing that Jesus convicted every single person in that crowd all at once. He got them all to leave. <laughs> yep. Just, just straight out. And it was in, Thank, thank God, right? The men that were standing there ready to stone truly did. What did they do? They immediately, they, they were not reflecting on themselves. Yep. They were focused on her. And Jesus said, let's change this perspective. Which one of you is sinless and worthy of judgment of her? Mm -hmm. See, Christ, in that, in the, here's, here's the same story. Christ is the only one sinless. Yep. That's why he is our judge. He is the one who can judge. And he pointed it out to him. And every one of those guys said, ooh, <laughs> um, well, today... Counting today? Right. <laughs> when was, did we start the clock? I was sinless until I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I was sinless between this time and that and, time. And even then, that's not even entirely true because your subconscious mind, you're not aware of what's going on in your subconsciousness. But whatever you fed it during the day, it'll be dreaming of during the night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. Your subconsciousness thoughts are even blasphemous to God. Um, so, anyways, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to finish these next two passages one in Leviticus and one in Romans. but uh, So we're going to start with Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13, and verses 15 through 16. 
If a man also lie with mankind, as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. And if a man lie with a beast, he shall surely be put to death, and he shall slay the beast. And if a woman approach unto any beast and lay down thereto, thou shalt kill the woman and the beast. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. So, so again, this is reiterating. We just read how, how important that is. The Bible is speaking against this. So there's no, there's no gray area in that. And that's the point in reading that verse. So let's go ahead and go to Romans uh, one eighteen through 32. Okay. So starting out in verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that of which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath shewed it into them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood that the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Be that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the, of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and to four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to, uncle- up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave up gave them up to vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in the lust toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves, that is, recompense of their error, which was meat. Okay, let's, let's pause there for a moment. So, as we look and, and we think about the movement that we're seeing today. I was going to say, that sounds a lot like today. It is today. It is exactly And, and that's what's being spoken of. So, when the Bible talks about homosexuality, we know that that was in the case even in the Old Testament. There, it happened. It was very... Few and, par- few and far between, but nonetheless it was happening. But why there's being a mention of this, because in these last days, if you notice, the hu- biggest push right now is people identify by whom they're having sex with. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's really what's going on. And if you notice, sexuality altogether now is, is getting so blurred that we want to teach kids that does, your, your genitals don't determine what you are. Just make it whatever be. So now it's even getting more blurred than it could have been but Even under before. that circumstance, they're still saying that there's something underneath the body. There's something inside you that makes you you. Right. Instead know. of like a, like a soul or a spirit, per se. Right. Well, yeah, they're telling you whatever your mind feels like you are, then that what you go with. And, and I'm going to tell you what right now. Uh, you can say that all you want. If we really want, look at it this way. For those who feel that oh, whatever you feel, then that's what you are. And then there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, let's take that same concept. That same concept. Okay. Well, if we just behave with how our body feels like behaving, then that should be okay for all people, right? If you're a, a person, I'm not speaking from a, a safe person standpoint. I'm talking unsaved. We're just going to say, you know, hey, live and let live, essentially. Okay, well, they've done studies, and a person who steals generally has some, their brain operates a little bit differently, and they have this propensity to want to steal. 
So since they were born that way, let's because that's what we're going to use. Okay. That's what people say about homosexuality, transgender. You were just born a certain way. It is what it is. Well, then that's okay. And then then let's keep continue on because we're going to have to judge all and be fair, right? Okay. Well, then the guy that 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 likes the little kids, right. then that's okay too because that's love. And he was born that way. It's not normal for someone to like a little child or a baby. This is but guess what? Age. Under your pretense, it is normal. Yeah. Because he was born that way. That's what he didn't just me. make that crap up. He just it just born that way. And so just let him go. There's already groups of the LGBTQ community that are already fighting for pedophilia rights. Well that's the extent of every belief without God. Because you have no <laughs> Exactly. You, you don't have a basis for morality. You don't have every, an end. Everything's permissible everything's permissible. Everything is permissible. And that's what's so that's that's the great deception that has happened, and the devil is the great deceiver. So you have to be aware. He is that good, he is that clever that literally in just a handful of years our world is turned upside down, period. It is in your TV. Listen, I cut the cable to my house. For a reason, because the TV is not bringing in anything healthy anymore. You just there's nothing good coming from it. So you got to be careful what you put into your mind. What you, everything you see on TV, you'll see so many things. Whether it be people with witchcraft powers and spells, people sleeping around, cheating, doing whatever, you're being fed with this as though this is acceptable and it's a normal life. You're or, being or murder or what or, or, murder. or murder all the, oh yeah they, they murdered under a good reason blah 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 you know they're going to literally condition all these pieces to to warp your mind and it's important that you you get that out because literally you're dumping the world into your head and what are you going to have left what are you going to have left so let me go and clarify something when we talk about the devil cuz what really makes it, what really irks me is that people laugh when I mention something about the devil because they're like oh you believe in this big horn demon with a spaded tail listen no 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 those are adaptations from like medieval times that have been put towards the devil. And what I want you to get out, I want you to get that image out of your head. When you, when I'm talk, when we talk about the devil, we are talking about a immortal, multidimensional being with the extensive comprehension of the universe because he was there when a lot, when almost all of this was made. He got to watch it. He knows more than we do. He's not just some little spirit demon running around causing mayhem he is he he exists in all the 10 dimensions of our reality that are theorized and possibly even more but th th it's not just this goofy little thing okay he's this is a real entity and and his his ability to deceive is strong hence why you see what's going on right now people are deceived they're running on their emotions 100% everything you see right now is running on emotions and feelings if it feels good do it that's what he's teaching you if it feels good do it. And, and emotionally, if, if someone tells you not to, they're hurting you emotionally and now you hate them because they speak the truth, right? Run on that emotion. Fuel that fire. People, stop being deceived. If you're a Christian and you started to say, well, you know, I think homosexuality is okay and you can't determine what love is, blah, 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 blah. Listen, you're, you're, you're being misled because you're unread. Flat out, when you read the Bible, it tells you otherwise. And if you want to deviate from that, just know that's your deviation is your damnation. Flat out. The Bible says so. Those who add or take away from these words, right? Amen. It's better off to have a millstone hung around their neck and tossed into the sea. Um, but Mason, if you could continue on in verse 28. Okay. Verse 28 uh, through 32 of Romans chapter 1. Uh, yep. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do things which are not convenient. Being filled with all right, unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, 
whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, and not only to do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. See, and, and, and here, look at all these lists of, that are coming from this, and they even have pleasure in them that do them. That is what the devil is doing to you today, is he wants you to take pleasure and take part in the sin. Okay, so loving the have person is not loving the sin, right? So if you think that you somehow are being more Christ-like by walking in a gay pride parade, let me tell you what. Idiot. Good luck. Yeah, you're It's you're, accepting and non-judgmental. What yeah. do you mean? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Get out. <laughs> Shouldn't that be what I'm doing? Shouldn't that be what I'm doing? No, it's not. Uh, because you're participating in in the very sin. What you should be doing is saying, Well, I'm not gonna go to those things and I can love on that person, but I'm certainly not gonna go to go to the, the parade with them. I can sit down and have lunch. I'm gonna talk to you about the right. Bible with that, but we're not gonna partake in that. Right. No different than you as a person. Let's change the sin for one moment. Take homosexuality out. You're going to go rob a bank with a friend? Mm. Right. You're going to go rape someone with a friend? Mm. You're going to go uh, uh, commit pedophilia yeah. with a friend? Right? All these but, sorts but of things. But not only are you going to go do that, but why will you say that's wrong or right? Right. It goes back to the whole morality mm. thing yeah. again. I, I, don't want, I don't want anyone that's just going to try to make me feel good about the sins that I commit. That is not the way of God. Like Even for myself, even when I lie... When I when I have an when I have an evil thought in my head about beating someone to near death, when I have uh, uh, when I covet in my heart, or when I have lustful thoughts in my mind, I don't want to feel good about that. No, I I would rather hear the truth. Yes, you know, there's a question, and it's um, how to share Jesus without fear. There's a book out there. It's a great book of really help you to communicate and how to lead someone to Christ. But um, one of the questions is, if what you believe wasn't true, would you want to know? Now, if you're not a fool. Your answer should always be yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, two plus you, two isn't four. <laughs> what do you what do you what do you know that I don't know? Please, which tell is why me. we read the Bible so much is because we're trying to find something wrong with it. Well, it, exactly. <laughs> we're well, we're looking for our answers. We're looking for the holes. Like yeah. you know, people will people that claim that the Bible contradicts itself or has got holes in all this sort of stuff are people that actually don't read the Bible. They do not read the Bible, or they will take something out of context mm-hmm. and say, "Now it contradicts itself." And I, I just you know. It frustrates me to no end because, no, the Bible, you read within context. It does not contradict. It's true. And I'll tell you what. Listen, God is not your enemy. He's your friend. If, if you want to not, God has a choice, number one. God did not force you to, to, uh, to follow him. You either, A, two things in this world, you're following God or you're following the devil. There is no gray. There is no in between. So the question is, is who are you following? The things that are of God and the things that are of the devil, they are very different from each other. Very, very different. And it's easy to spot, especially when you're reading the word. So when you're grounded in the word, guess what? James, since you've been saved, mm-hmm. what would you say the Bible, does it identify sin easier? Can you identify sin a lot easier now? <laughs> Every single day, it is a battle. <laughs> it is hard yeah. because the things I used to do are now sinful, and I understand that, and I walk as much as I can away from that. Right. It's not easy, but it is, it is hard. And, it, and the reason why it's not easy, by the way, is just because the devil's temptation through the flesh is strong, okay? But really, though, the more you soak in the word, the easier it is to walk that path. So without the word of God, it gets struggling. But as we shake off that sin over time, it does get easier to walk in the light. And that's that's what's really important is continue to do it's that. It's living a whole new life. 
Yep. It, it, that's it, why you're it, called it, it's like it's like the person that smokes for so long and then they stop smoking. It's going to be hard at first. It's going to suck. But after all the smoke is clear from their lungs Amen. and they cough it all up, they'll be able to breathe fully and, 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 and understand what it feels like to, to live and breathe clean air every single day. And, and then they appreciate that. Heroin yes. addicts never wish to be heroin addicts again. No, no. That, that's Recovered heroin addicts. Oh, a- absolutely. And, and that's important to know. Yeah, you get a different topic, but absolutely. Yeah. When you think about someone, Same no one ever form. says, I want to be an addict, right? Do I grow up? No one ever says, you know, I want to be an adulterer when I grow up. No one ever says that, but it happens. Why? Because the devil works you at just the right time to, to tempt you. And certainly, you know, it, it, we get into like spiritual warfare, putting on the armor of God. And, and I know when we get to that whole session, Mason is, is just going to wow you with, with scripture. But essentially, you have to protect yourself from what the world is trying to pour into you. Um, if it means cutting the cable to your house? You cut the cable. Absolutely. It, trust me. If it means cutting your hand off? You might. You cut might, it off. <laughs> cut it off. And, and you might actually think like, you know, what am I going to do? Boy, that's that right there tells you you are already an addict of what the devil's yeah. been feeding you. Well, what am I going to do without my phone? Yeah, well, yeah, try to try to read the Bible. You'll be amazed at how wonderful it is. I hate reading books. I do not hate reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you right now. Every day I read it, I learn so much more. And even though I'm well-versed and I can tell you right now, I learn more every single day. Things that I've overlooked. Yeah. Oh, sort of right. like watching a movie multiple times. Yeah. You pick up other little details. Except your Bible's no different. Your life. It's the movie of your life. And the last thing I'm going to say before we move on is about cutting things out of your life is um, if, if I could, I would cut all social media out of my life in a heartbeat. But I have a business and I need to have social media in my life to be able to advertise that business, to be able to uh, uh, promote my business. And I'm going to tell you right now, I go to bed and instead of reading the Bible like I like to do, I end up getting sucked into Facebook or Instagram for an hour and then go, oh, uh, I really need to get to bed. Oh, I didn't read tonight. You know what I mean? I was going to say, it's okay to use the internet for your business and all that, yeah. but you can't let Instagram I, it sucks me you. in because yep. my, my business account, tied with my personal account, and then all of a sudden I see a funny picture, and then all of a sudden for an hour I'm scrolling and scrolling, and then I'll go down some dark tunnel. If I if 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 I don't have a business, I'm getting rid of all that because it really it takes me where I don't want to be, and yeah. I'm willing to cut it out. So by the way, the devil will always, whenever he'll take you to a place, the problem is, you will stay longer than you ever wanted to stay, and you will pay more than you were ever willing to pay. And he knows that ahead of time. You, he just knew you weren't aware of it in that moment. And yes, uh, the, and, and this is a whole other uh, conversation of, of the beast, if you will, of the end times. And believe me, the digital world we live in is part of that beast. And because if you think about it, you know, a hundred years ago, the devil was not in your homes the way he is today. His access to you now is unlimited. His access to your children is unlimited. It is everywhere. What chance do children today have of even even being no, saved? When you think about parents it, parents just put the TV on and let them sit and let them go, and they've got access to, to everything under the world to the tip of their fingers. And if they don't, trust me, they have a friend who does, mm-hmm. and that's that's really why so it's important. Kids are now learning behavior from the TV shows that they've been watching since they were two years old. It's unfortunate. Um, and I think you mentioned this earlier. So as we, we talked about, you know, uh, homosexuality and different things like that, and I just want to remind everyone again, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor effemate, nor abusers of themselves or mankind um, will enter. And that was 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Um, but in, in closing here, because we've covered 
I think just about a lot. Every verse that the Bible has to speak on these things. And the reason why we do that is to be thorough. If you listen to this podcast and you deviate from it, you willfully did so. You willfully said, well, you now the have the knowledge. Yes. And once you know it, you cannot not know it. I don't mean to You're damn welcome, you, sinners. but <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to, I don't mean to, to show you what, uh, what the damnation is coming from, but here it is. Yeah. And so if anything else, listen, don't panic, you know, as a person, don't try to steer like a speedboat too much. It's a steamship. Start turning away from your sin in life. I mean, you can if you can flee from it, yes, flee. Okay, absolutely. But you might realize now, all of a sudden, you got to start steering away from these things that you thought were just so fine because it is, trust me, you're here in this world. This is temporary. The next is permanent. That is eternity. Do not screw up eternity decide for this temporary now. thing. De- decide and now take control over it. Period. And if we talk about walking in the light, First John 1, 5 through 7. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do, and, and do not the truth. But if we walk in light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. And if we say we have no sin, for those of you who are thinking, like, I'm not sinful, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Once again, in verse 10, if we say, um, yeah, we went all the way to verse 10. So, and if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. That's strong. It is. So repent from your sin. In other words, all those things that can damn you to hell, you can be forgiven of if you repent, which means to walk away from and turn from your sin. And that's it. So once again, God is not your enemy. Jesus was sent to save you, not to condemn you. He's not your enemy. At the end of the day, you're already condemned. You're already condemned. So if if you refuse to take the hand of God reaching down to you and saying, I have your way out and accept that gift, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Literally, if you see what the devil has to offer you is eternal damnation. That's all he has for you. There is nothing more. It's destruction. It's sickness. And it's disease. And before that damnation, he'll destroy your family, destroy your marriage. Hundred percent. That's all. That what he's. That's what he's out to do. He is not the builder of things. He's the really the destructor of all things. And if you stay in that side, remember, not choosing God is a choice. Just like uh, the song says, "If you choose not to decide, you still you have made still a choice. Have made a choice. Right. Rush flat out. If you do not make the choice to choose him, then you have literally in your silence have chosen the devil and where the world takes you in, into the end. So it's important that you make the choice. He's not going to force you. It's on you. And I promise you this, promise you this, get a good mentor, read your Bible. If you want to start in, you know, Matthew and just kind of read through the, you'll get to the new Testament fairly quickly, but it's amazing. All these things, by the way, we talk about sex. We talk about all these things. If you think that the Bible is too overbearing and too serious and it's just sex, let me just stop for a moment and remind you of all the crap that comes from being promiscuous, sleeping around. If you're married and sleep around, you have ruined your marriage. You have broken the trust of your spouse in one of the most vulnerable states you have. And that means when you live together, 
You have to trust the other person. You can't look over your shoulder. That's no way to force someone else to live. That It's just wrong. So you ruin marriages. If you have children, now your ruined marriage affects your children, and your children become ruined many times over this. They cannot always hold up to what's going on. You might get, you might have had someone who has divorced, and your child was like a rock, and they're fine all the way through it. Most children are not. And at some point, the effect to them will either happen while they're young, or it may happen when they're older. Whichever it is, it's going to have an impact on them. And then how will they ever be good in the Lord and follow true in the Lord also when you've taught your children damnation? Yeah. At the end of the day, you've taught them, go ahead and do what you're going to do. you got to do it. There's nothing I can it's do. It's not only do they have their problems to sort out. They've got, they've got to think about your problems that you exactly. that caused theirs. And, and that's important to understand as parents is – that's the delicacy of all this is you will, if you allow the devil into you through the sex, through the lust and all these sorts of things that you will end up basically bringing generational curses upon your family that are very hard to break. I've witnessed it in my life. I have seen the absolute difference of someone who was in a family who was following and teaching their children properly and doing the best that they can, knowing that the other side of that, that spectrum, the other side of that fence is not good. And I've seen the families who get in and they get divorced and they're divorced again, divorced again. And I watched their children replicate it time and time again. Then their babies are having babies. Some of them just never got married and got you know, four or five baby, baby mamas and so on, ever baby daddies. And it's sickening to watch because once you let the cat out of the bag, so literally let the kitty out, um, you literally have this, this exponential growth that the devil is literally standing. It's like a big treadmill. And at the end of the treadmill, everything, everyone's falling off into the lake of fire, essentially. And that's what's going on. And the devil's laughing like, <laughs> the more you have, the more I get. Just keep it up. Good luck trying to reign in your household now. And quite frankly, when you want to talk to your children about relationships, I'll tell you what, smart mouth little kids today, well, I'm supposed to listen to you guys. You guys got divorced, mm -hmm. right? Now, you've lost your weight as a parent. You can't even say, I've lived the example for you. And you just deviated. No, if you've deviated yourself, your children now can spank you with your own, uh, uh, um, your your own experience. And you will feel more regret than you've ever felt knowing that you screwed up your kids like that. Absolutely. So it's it's on you uh, to keep your household together and to use God at the forefront, and you'll be surprised at what we'll do. Mike, I can tell you, my sons both wanted. Both wanted to be married since they were, uh, you know, young men. Uh, so much so that, you know, I remember when uh, Mason first got married. Um, I remember that uh, Stone was, you know, he was upset and he's like, I, I want my someone too because now, you know, you guys are married and then, you know, mom and dad and, blah, blah, blah. you know, he really, he felt it. It was hurting him inside because that's what he wanted. That made me feel good as a parent knowing that. The example before him was set to the point in which he desired it above all things. And at 16 years old, you know what I mean? You start thinking about that. that that's powerful. Um, so parents, if you lead and you keep love, I used to tell my kids when I was little, when they were little rather, I said, listen, uh, I'm going to the room to bang your mom. So don't bother us. And, and I was very straightforward. Now, you can be thinking like, did you say that for real? Uh, did I say? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Mason can attest to that. Absolutely. And why? Because as parents, I can't always wait for the children to go to sleep and the children and children. I got to, I got to do my thing with my woman and it can't let the children get in the way of that. But I would tell them, listen, son, cause they'd be like, Ew, you know, what little kids do. And I say, Hey, listen, mom and dad are having good mom and dad time. 
you should be happy and excited because that means your household is good and it's in order. But if mom and dad ain't talking, they ain't, they ain't having sex, or they're grudgmental towards each other, then you better be concerned because your household is at risk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I and mean, that's a weird way to put it, but it, I mean, it's very true. It's very the yeah. truth. You, you not, not weird, but. No, no. Yeah, it it's is. It's very blunt. <laughs> well, well, to most families, I can tell you, to most families, they do not talk about sex around their kids. I guess it is kids. weird. It's different it, from the it norm. Is. My, yeah. my household, we were always very open to talk about that because, number one, I need to talk about sex with my kids, but they need to hear it always in the context of marriage, always in the context yeah. of marriage, and, always in the context and of marriage. complete. To be completely honest, too, I wish my parents, you know, would have talked more about sex with me and my brother as we were growing up because it's like, like, listen, listen, everyone, if your kid asks you about sex, tell them the truth because since they, when they ask you that, they've already asked their friends about it. You need to be the one that tells them the truth before their pre- before their friends. Or you're the liar. Yeah, before you're the liar and their friends tell them the truth about it or tell them some twisted version of the truth. Absolutely. B, you got to be willing, listen to, to not jump off the deep end if your daughter or son starts talking about sex. The reality is, is I can tell you, I used to be a bricklayer by trade, as, as I mentioned earlier uh, before. I'm, I'm doing a front stoop in a home in Lakewood. And their Lakewood homes are close together. The city sidewalks, not that far from you. But nonetheless, here is what I would say is maybe second graders. Okay, second graders walking down the sidewalk. And he's like, you're going to tap that ass? What? Listen, listen. <laughs> I, 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 that's exactly how I said, what? Like that. And my, my, one of my guys at work for me, uh, Rich, one of my best friends, uh, my, my, my brother. And he's there. And I said, did you just hear that? And his mouth is open too. He's like, I did. And I'm like, Wow. And right away I said, that is why I don't want to send my young children to a public school right there at that age. That is not a statement that should be coming out of their mouth that that tells me who they're hanging with, the things they're watching on TV and all their friends, like where are their parents at? That should not be verbiage for a child that young. It should be like, hey, you want to go go outside or, you know, swing in the swing set? I don't think I've ever said castle. that in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm 23. <laughs> yeah, it was it was amazing to me. But that is what's going on even at the youngest levels in this world. And it's even stronger now. Mind you, that was that was 20 years ago. Okay, so it wasn't like it's today. That was 20 years ago that that was said. And I said, wow, imagine. So you can understand why the world is so far left on left field right now is it's a sign of the end time. So all these things that we're talking about when it comes to sex fornication, these are all signs of the end times when, when men will turn to men unnaturally. Women will turn to women unnaturally. It was mentioned for a purpose. And if you notice, that is the forefront of what is going on in our society today to the point in which churches are beginning to approve that of which the Bible very clearly, as you heard today, says the act is an abomination. You have churches approving of this very much. And that is part of the great falling away spoken of, spoken of in the Bible that says, if there not be a great falling away first, the end shall not come. And so churches themselves, as we even the letters to the churches in the beginning of Revelation, there's multiple examples. And this is one of them where the churches have this level of fornication going on within them in that it's wrong. It'll be generational curses and so and, on. So and it really is a great falling away when you understand what it really means absolutely, and what's really happening. Absolutely. It's literally like three of the, the Ten Commandments that are being absolutely flipped on their head. And where everybody's overlooking it like it's no big deal. So, so please... You know, love on the people around you. 
speak the truth of the scripture. Do not be deceived by what the world would have you believe is normal. Um, and stick to your scripture. You won't be wrong in doing so. And yes, you may lose some friends in the process, but that's okay. There's no friends in hell. Uh, don't worry about who you're losing here, but there's plenty in heaven. And that's important. Um, live pure as best as you can each and every day and soak in the word. And uh, we appreciate you for tuning in to this uh, in-depth message. Yes. Jonathan, would you mind saying a prayer to end everything off? Absolutely. Father in heaven, in Jesus' holy name, we come to you, Lord. And we're praying for people right now that are listening into this podcast, Lord, that are dealing with, or for those who even aren't listening, we're praying for them, Lord. Lord, that are living in in sin that you find to be offensive and is immoral and is an, an abomination to you. We're praying for them to Get the word into them and realize that they just need to make a change. It's a change of perspective. It's a change of heart, Father. We're praying for their salvation. We don't hate against them. We love them, but we know we love them enough to speak the truth because if we do not, they will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So, Father in heaven, we're praying for a change in their heart, Lord, to soften their heart that as we plant the seed, they begin to make that change. We want to see marriages restored. We want to see ways of thinking restored. We want to see children and households restored and to be holy and to bring glory to your name and to make you proud at the end of the day, to make you proud. So help us as Christians that are listening as well. Help us to be strong. Help us not to be judgmental and be careful how we speak, that our, our words are seasoned to the people that we speak to each and every day, just as the Bible says, Lord, help, a, help us win others for you, Father. In Jesus' holy name, amen. 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 Lastly, I want to thank everybody for listening to this amazing three-part episode series from Affinity Christian Ministries podcast. We also want to thank you for all of your amazing support and prayers, since this podcast and this ministry would be nothing without everyone's gracious support. This is James Gunther signing off, hoping you have a fantastic day or night whenever you're listening to this, and God bless.